look at the uh, yeah, go for it. All right. I think we're recording that. Did you look at the notes or something? But yeah. Okay. Why? No, I was just curious. I don't know what, this, what zombie versus zombie means, but we'll find out. zombie like as in um george romero zombie versus the haitian zombie movie zombies versus real zombies exactly yes yes master yes zombie welcome to scatterbrain podcast episode 54 good day how you doing how you doing oh okay okay you sound actually a little tired Uh, i'm a little tired yeah Yeah, a little bit Mm -hmm. were you drinking last night yeah, but not so much because I was so worn out yesterday. Dude, I went to get my vaccine yesterday morning, right? Oh, you did. No kidding. Good for <laughs> well, you. Well, check this out because um, my boss scheduled it for me on Friday. And so I was to be there at 8 a.m. And so I was. And I, I took the wrong exit off of, you know, I was supposed to take Genesee and, and I ended up way down in the valley, which was lame. So there's no exits. You have to go all the way back down your Friars Road and back up. Anyway, um, but so it was five minutes late. It was no big deal, but I got in line. It was a Saturday morning, dude. Why did I say, yeah, for Saturday morning? I should have said Monday morning, but it wouldn't have mattered anyway, because there was like a hundred people in line, dude. I'm like, I'm going to be here all morning. Yeah. And um, the, the woman comes around and she grabs my paper and she looks at me and then she walks over to the, one of the other attendants and they're looking at the paper and they're looking at me and, looking, and she comes back over and she goes, she goes, oh, um, well, um uh animal animal hospital workers don't meet the criteria anymore you, you don't meet the criteria so we're not doing that now dave just got his vaccine the day before at the same place dude i got fucking punked <laughs> oh <laughs> man that sucks <laughs> so i didn't get it yeah and so i had oh, to drive man. back i had to drive back and then i and on the way back into work i almost got in an auto accident and locked up my brakes on the freeway so oh, is it because you were pissed and you were driving too fast? <laughs> I, was only, I was only going like 70, but you know, one of those old campers pulled right in front of me. I was, oh, shit. Yeah, it's I, scary. I locked it up and fishtailed it right around the guy. I was like, oh, my God, video games saved my life again. Dude, that, no kidding. That yeah. That is true. It is true. Um, yeah, you know, Randy. Yeah. He actually, same thing. He rolled a car coming back from Mammoth years ago. We were coming back on a from a snowboarding trip and some car, like, I don't know, cut in front of him or something. Same thing. He had to pull out of the way. He hit, I think, I mean, it was something crazy, like a wheel fell off. I mean, it was something gnarly. He was in the fast lane. He had to avoid going out of the way. There was someone to the right of him, so he couldn't change lanes. He swerved out of the way, hit the median, like spun the car around all across all the lanes, managed to straighten it out in the slow lane. And then like, he, I saw the car because I had to pick him up. Uh, it like came up and then like up against the little side embankment on the slow side and stopped and then like tipped over. <laughs> so, but he's, he's, he's like, dude, it was all video games. He's like, I just, he's like, my heart didn't even race until after the fact it spun. I just dealt with it, <laughs> got control. Nice. So video games are good for you. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I had, I had to take my exit at that point. I came home and I had a bagel and a cup of coffee and I just sat there for like a half hour, just trembling like yeah. holy shit because that would have been a that would have been a clusterfuck of a, if i would have hit that dude that would have been a, you know going like 30 i'm going 70 and he just goes right in front of me and dude it was, it was like what the fuck and yeah well, that's the whole crazy. time i locked the whole time i'm thinking it wasn't like slow motion or anything but i'm like i was thinking stands in the back that's what that's all that was on my mind it was weird I'm like stands in the back it's just trippy 
What happened then, to him? Did he hit the seat or something when you slammed your brakes on? No, no, he stays pretty low in the back seat. He he understands dynamics of like a stop and start and back and forth. You know, when he was a puppy, he'd go flying in my car though. Like if I put the brakes on, not even really hard, I hear thump right in the back seat. You know, I'm like, oh shit, sorry. He'd be down on the floorboards. It kind of sucked, but he figured it out so that when he stands up, um, we're not in motion. He only stands up when I stop. So he's, he's a pretty smart dog, but no, he didn't yeah. even move. He didn't even fly around or anything. Cause it was like the perfect little lock him up, go sideways, gun it, go around the thing. Perfect. Like little fish tail, like a, a U right around that dude. I was like, Holy shit. I look at my rear view mirror and he's already way back there. It was that much of a difference in speed. I'm like, this guy's That's an idiot. Crazy. He's like swerving across the five dude or the 15, like from the on-ramp and then no blinker. And then he goes into the lane next to me and into the lane, into my lane. And then, I almost hit him. And when I look back, he was way back there and going into the next lane even. So who knows who else he made swerve. Dude. Yeah. Like, Is that North on your exit going up to 15? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know where it's at. Hey, did, you, did you watch the uh, Perseverance landing at all? <clears throat> I watched the uh, highlights and clips. I didn't watch it live. Yeah. I, I actually set an alarm so I could watch it live kind of in a window as I was working. And dude, I just got inundated with work and totally lost track of it. But Man, it looks pretty cool. Some of the pictures are pretty cool. It made it, yeah. Yeah, same landing technology essentially as the last time, right? Two for two, yeah. And like uh, historically, I think less than 50% of the missions to Mars actually succeed. So that's pretty good. Two for two with that system is good. It's kind of more graceful than just slamming into it or whatever they were doing before, right? Right. And they're showing like the Viking technology too. And all the, all the old animation from the seventies, it's almost like a cartoon. They show like wobbling as it's going down with the jets and stuff. I'm like, wow, it's really a lot more advanced now for sure. I do like the, um, the way they did the curiosity or not curiosity, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the two little small ones they did in the mid, mid two thousands, the way they had it in a balloon. I like that idea. That seemed to be really clever. Explain that one. I kind of remember that, but I, I can't envision it anymore. What was that about? Instead of that sky crane and retro rockets and all that shit, it had a, a parachute would slow down everything, but that, it was encased in like a bunch of little balloons. And so it just hit and it just bounced all over the place. Once it came to a stop, the balloon opened up and there's a little ramp that came down and the rover drove off of it. I thought that was pretty ingenious because they didn't have to do any extra steps. That's pretty awesome. It's amazing when you realize that this stuff has to be pre-programmed essentially, right? Because, yeah, you know, they just... It's not real time. Delay. Right, exactly. Yeah. What is it? Eight minutes or something like that? 20 minutes? Uh, I forget what it I is. I think it's 15. So yeah, but you send a message there and then you don't receive the acknowledgement that even got it for another three. It's just like a half hour round trip. Yeah, so you got to hope that, yeah, you got to hope your programming worked. And it's, wow, it's worked. It's amazing. Maybe uh, there's something to be said. We're going to be going back home here shortly. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> You notice no one ever talks. No one ever talks about Venus, though, which I think is kind of weird. Everyone says the closest planet to us, you know, referring to Mars. And I'm like, isn't Venus closer actually? Like, isn't in, Venus in terms- much more extreme though? A thousand degrees or something? Yeah, but like in, ter- that? in terms of distance, it's closer and it's the same size as Earth and all that kind of stuff. So it's more of our, our twin. It's like our twin on on, uh, on on meth or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty extreme. Yeah, pretty extreme. But they think that there might be life in the clouds or something based on some of the signatures they're getting. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. That is super cool, actually. Yeah, I don't know how that works, but whatever. Yeah, life uh, will find a way, you know? 
Yeah, but it's like, why aren't we planning a mission to Venus to check that out? I don't get it. Well, it's too hard. We talked about it, dude. Isn't it so Getting extreme? Like the but you don't need to go down to the surface if they think it's in the clouds. It's it's much cooler up top. They could just have like a balloon. Yeah. They could like they could launch a balloon or something to stay way up in the atmosphere, or like a blimp or something. That would be sure. Shitty. I guess guess you're right, but it's just so extreme. I mean, I guess it would just have to hover there for a while until it got eaten up by the acid rain. I guess. I don't know or if it's above the clouds. Maybe it wouldn't get any of that. There's no acid rain on Venus, is there? I don't know. It seems like there would be a place that there would be acid rain. <laughs> it does, but I come to think of it, I don't think it even rains at all there or anything. I don't know. I should look into that. But anyway, yeah, I think it, it almost seems like that could have been like Earth as well, even like Mars and it just to- two totally different divergent mm-hmm. paths that each planet took, like massive greenhouse, out of control greenhouse, and then the other one just gets stripped of its atmosphere and it's freezing fucking cold because Venus yeah. is like 800 to 900 degrees Fahrenheit. Something like that. It's really extreme. Yeah. So what are we doing today? So today uh, we're going to be uh, talking with someone in Marianne. She hosts a podcast called Death is Everything. They started around the time we did actually a little bit before, I think of February of last year. Die. And I'm sorry. You die? Death yeah. Okay. D-I-E. Death is everything. Yeah. Okay. And uh, they released a handful of episodes and I enjoyed them. In fact, I think I told you about them, but how they kind of reminded me of us, like the scatterbrain uh, host and then sort of the oh. more calm, metered, methodical one, you know? Oh, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. You're not scatterbrain, man. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Uh, so they just kind of like their dynamic was kind of kind of funny in that way. And then they sort of had to stop due to some personal shit uh, that life threw at them. And I don't know, but they were pretty cool that the topics are pretty cool. They dealt with issues and discussions related to death, you know, different uh, how death is viewed by different cultures, those types of things. Yeah. And ear- earlier last year, when we kind of shortly after we started, I reached out to them, told them that <clears throat> I enjoyed listening and wanted to see if they wanted to do a collaboration. But obviously that didn't happen. And um, a little while back, Marianne got in touch with me and sounds like she's starting up the podcast again, kind of taking a different direction, sort of on her own. And then I guess her co- other host kind of coming in every now and then as it works out. Yeah. But um, yeah, she's uh, she and I have talked to over the last couple of weeks and it seems pretty cool. And we're going to be talking about zombies, um, kind of a zombie themed episode this week. Your, your love interest. I know, man. Even even when it's bad, like I, you know, remember me with when The Walking Dead came out and I was all into it. And then the second and third seasons were just dog shit. And yet yeah. I was still watching it. I just something about zombies. I just love it. Yeah, that show sucked. I, I got yeah. two and a half seasons into it, man. And I realized I'm just watching a fucking soap opera. Soap this... opera. Exactly. The first season was good, but then it just got bad. Yeah. So it wasn't so... just me. Yeah. There's too, too few zombies in that in that show for sure. It became this whole thing about the dynamics of people, which is good. It could be good because the idea of a post-apocalyptic scenario is when you're dealing with people, right? And how that affects the breakdown of society. But it just got like, let me think of the most predictable soap opera-y, drama-y thing that can happen. And that's what happened. So it got kind of, you know, kind of tiring. Yeah. Yeah, but we're going to be talking with her and um, talking about one of my favorite subjects. Cool. I was kind of surprised to see. I, I went in to listen to those and I saw only four episodes. I was like, what the hell? That kind of yeah. sucks. Yeah, some shit happened. So 
but yeah, the, the, she's pretty cool. Um, hopefully, if you haven't if haven't listened to her episodes, you will. And sounds like she's going to be starting back up again here and has been recording like crazy. So cool. Be good. Should be We're fun. We're going to pollinate a couple shows in, right? That's how it sounds. That sounds good to me. All right, everyone, stay tuned for uh, Zombies with Marianne from Death is Everything. Die. Today we have uh, Marianne from Death is Everything podcast joining us. Uh, Thanks for joining us today. Happy to be here. Yes, thank you. Uh, I've enjoyed your podcast and was a little disappointed when you guys stopped after a handful of episodes. I just feel like it was fun and, and engaging to me so I was a little disappointed but I'm glad that it sounds like you're ramping things back up yeah I'm keeping the I'm keeping the ship afloat um for now I have some some episodes recorded and I will be releasing I was hoping to release today but we shall see how the night goes um yeah you, yeah we're getting back into it you only ended up doing four episodes back then yeah, last year we recorded four. Um, we were prepped to do five. Um, and life happened, huh? Yeah, actually, we were prepping for a two-parter about grief, and oh. grief struck at that time. So we plan to get back together as a duo to do more episodes soon. But for now, I have some interviews that I'll be releasing in the meantime, and then Heather will join whenever she can. When she can't, I'm going to be just talking about death. <laughs> Holding down the fort. I told Ian a little bit about your, your podcast. Um, maybe you could just kind of give a quick short rundown about what your podcast talks about. Yeah, so um, Heather and I are not death experts, but we're very death curious. And um, we both have some interesting experiences. The goal, I suppose, with the podcast is to just talk to everyone and anyone and to hear their perspectives on death. Ideally, you know, it'll help somebody out there with a curiosity or maybe make someone feel a little better about their own (laughs) eventual death. So you deal with uh, topics and discussions that are centered around death as evidenced by the name. So it doesn't seem uh, a huge stretch for you to talk about zombies, but I do think that this al- this album that we're going to talk about first before we get into zombies is going to be a little bit of a challenge for you. <laughs> a little bit. Um, zombies are dear to my heart. I um, one of my original gigs. Uh, I used to do special effects for uh, film and television. And a lot of what I did was zombies. Zombies were very popular during the time that I was working in special effects. And as far as the the album goes, I enjoy a wide range of music. Metal is not uh, <laughs> metal is not at the forefront of that for me. So I suppose the challenge for me was understanding the words. <laughs> <laughs> it's overrated. <laughs> okay, good, because I didn't understand the words. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be talking today. We're gonna, actually going to go back a little bit in time. Ian, tried, Ian and I try to review stuff that's sort of current. You know, last year was 2020 and when we started and we tried to keep things that were current to that year just because there's so much stuff out there, you know, that there's so many good podcasts, so many good artists that are in music or in, you know, painting or whatever it is. It's really easy to get 
overlooked. And sometimes, you know, just having someone point you in the right direction, say, check this band out, you know, here, look at this. And you can come across some really good stuff. Yeah. And, but this one, we're going kind of even further back. Honestly, the only reason I picked it was because it talks about zombies and it's a zombie themed album. Uh, we're talking about 2019's Fulci, I guess it's Fulci or Fulci, Fulci. Uh, album called Tropical Sun. And it was released in 2019. It's 14 songs, 33 minutes. Did you look anything up about these guys? I did. Actually, their album art is really cool. It also led me to the discovery of the Encyclopedia Metallum. I love that. I love that place. I'm in there all the time. Yeah, it's actually, I was online for so long just looking at different things. They even have a list of dead metal musicians, which yeah. I thought, I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. It's right up your alley, too. Yeah, and I'm Italian. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. yeah I yeah. I was telling Dan the other day when we spoke, or maybe I will, I don't, I don't remember, but I'm in the process of actually trying to get Italian citizenship through Ancestry, so. As you said, or as you alluded to, these guys, Fulci, are from Italy. Yes. <laughs> uh, Caserta, Italy, formed in 2013, and you would call them death metal, but it's really like comic book horror, isn't it? kind of i don't know how to categorize that to me <laughs> you know and and from a non uh metal listener standpoint it all just sounds like uh. <laughs> yeah oh, man, this is a case where i will agree with you actually oh, I agree for too. this album <laughs> yeah 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 that kind of singer is very generic but um yeah in fact once i finished listening to the album i was trying to find the lyrics online that, that's where you go to um, uh, dark lyrics. Um, Encyclopedia Metallica usually has those listed in there too, but sometimes they don't. I had some trouble finding the lyrics. Um, yeah, yeah, dark lyrics is the, the site to go to. Okay, okay. I couldn't All find I was, anything for this album on Google. Zombie Flesh Eater, um, that was what I caught. <laughs> in one of them? <laughs> yeah. Their names are very zombie related yeah. of the songs yeah. yeah well from what i understand these guys all of their albums are concept albums based off of this a director his name is lucio fulci yeah and so all of the albums deal with they're just a concept album based off a movie and from what i could gather this one seems like it's based off of the movie called zombie mm -hmm. um so it's the definitely original. a concept album oh yeah well you know again Running out of material, maybe. <laughs> is, it, is that now? Is that an old movie? I think so. Actually, yes, it is. I think it was in the eighties, early eighties. So I mean, he was he was there. It, it was this okay. guy. I'm I'm not familiar with him, but I ha I believe I've seen that movie Zombie a long time ago. And they have Zombie two and three, and he's done like, all kinds of other <clears> horror <throat> stuff. He's pretty much one of those like splatter gore guys, from what I can ascertain. Yeah, those are the kind of special effects I used to do. Oh, cool. Gunshot wounds and um, zombies, I used, aliens. I used to be into those splatter movies like that. <laughs> you know, the, the thing is, I, um, I'm not like easily grossed out by gore. I don't like to watch movies like Saw that is just violence for no reason. I've never seen those. Oh, like, like Hostel or Saw. It's just 
gratuitous violence over and over again. From a special effects standpoint, it's interesting to watch because it's like, oh, how did they do that? Right. Yeah. But I can even remember, I'm not a big fan of bananas, the fruit. And so in one of the uh, films I worked on, I had to make brain spatter. And so I had like a bowl of mushed up Mush bananas oh, nice. and yeah. like um, I crushed up like plastic forks for like, you know, cause chunks of skull pieces of skull. Yeah. Yeah. And just mixed it all with fake blood and yeah. the fun. it's really fun, but I was grossed out by the bananas. So the smell, you don't like guts. the smell, you don't like the smell of bananas. Um, find the smell it's like they're mushy and yeah, like, I yeah i don't like fruit i don't eat fruit because it's all just it's all like like mushy yeah and the, oh, the flavor is fine but just like, the, the uh, consistency is nasty man yeah so you don't like yeah. apples you don't like strawberries there, there's a certain kind of apple you know the ones where you bite into it and it just really snaps and it's really crunchy those are good but yeah. the other the mushy ones are nasty man i just no i don't eat any of that stuff no <laughs> But the mushiest of the mushy, if I have a sink and a mango, I'm going for that one. Oh, yeah. Oh. Mangoes are so good. Interesting. Yeah, yeah vegetables well, are excellent. You grew up in the jungle or something, didn't you? Whatever, Dan. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, I think I kind of know where you stand on this album. Um, and I do want to hear it. But I'd rather kind of sort of hear what you think, Marianne, about this. I mean, because, I mean, this is just a gore album. It's extreme. You don't listen to it. I feel a certain way about it. What does what someone just coming into it think about this? So for this album, and I did write down my rating in case you asked me, so, so I'm prepared. So I would play this for Halloween. I am, uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of like throwing a party and I would be like, okay, I'm going to throw this album in there. It's, it's relatively short. So, mm. you know, it would definitely like, uh, garner a reaction from guests. Um, I would play it for that. Or if I was having some road rage, um, I live in Los <laughs> Angeles yeah. and I mean, I'm sure any, everyone gets road rage everywhere, but I've had some particularly frustrating drives where I'm just like, I just want to rage. And, and this, uh, this album fits with rage <laughs> and driving you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so there's that. I did go through each song and I gave it like a plus or a minus if I enjoyed it. And actually, um, there's only one song in their album that I did not like. Interesting. Which one was that? That was track 11, Church of the Undead. Hmm. I, I did write a note that it would be okay live. What didn't you like about it? Um... I think it was just a little too much um, repetitive, quick drum beats. Mm -hmm. It was just like so fast and sort of like repetitive, whereas the other songs have ebbs and flows. Um, and it just, yeah. I was kind of like- Tempo changes and yeah. 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 Um, I do feel a little bit like with, for me personally with metal music, I would rather be there and see it in person just to feel the vibe like the energy of the the crowd that's kind of the point with almost yeah. all metal really is to see it live see it live it, it, it's funny that you say that it, a lot of it sounded repetitive i thought this i thought the same thing 
I, I did like that it was a concept album. I did like that it played sort of like a movie. Yeah. You, know, you hear the little little clips and something like that about zombies and obviously by the titles. And if you catch a word here or there, it was totally about some zombie type of deal, voodoo kind of thing. But after I got a few tracks in, it was, I mean, it just started it was like the same generic drum beat, the same generic riff, guitar part, you know? And so yeah. it did get kind of old for me, for sure. Yeah, I feel like it kind of started off like, okay. I did, uh, my favorite song was number five, um, Mutual Tribe, Matual? Matual tribal cult. I can't oh, read my own writing. Um, and yeah, I, right. I really enjoyed that song. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, it did kind of flow like a movie. Like it had that kind of voodoo creepy vibe sometimes. Um, yeah, some of the changes were kind of cool. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like the transitions sometimes a little more than the music. <laughs> that's yeah, the opposite. That's the opposite of Dan. No, no, actually, I actually like the same. Uh, that was what I liked about this album. I mean, to me, it's got that like old school comic book. Can There's a band called Cannibal Corpse that was mm -hmm. started in the 90s. It's all about let's just be as obscene and gruesome as it could be. And it just reminded me of that with the marble mouth kind of vocals. Yeah. But them I've heard of. But well, I don't know. I feel like it was, I, I can appreciate the idea of a concept album. And the creative energy it takes to do that you know i mean even like the last song the march of the living dead it's this like slow lumbering almost like cinematic kind of thing and i could envision yeah. my mind's eye i could envision that it's the end of the zombie movie uh, the credits are rolling and it's maybe like sunset and there's like these groups of zombies just shambling off you know away from the camera in the distance all the main characters are dead yep. and it just seemed like kind of a cool way to end the album and i could so i could knowing that it sort of was uh, a concept album based around a movie after looking at it a little bit. I just guess I'm not seeing the movie now. <laughs> well, I don't know if, I, I don't know if that's how it ends. But spoiler just, alert. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert. From 1982 or 1979, whenever this movie came out. <laughs> sure. Oh, too soon. I'm sorry. I, I don't think this will be an album that converts me to listening to metal. But something I kind of thought of <laughs> is how, you know how people listen to um, that Pink Floyd album while while watching The Wizard of Oz? Yeah, The Wall. I think is it The Wall? Yeah, yeah. Dark Side of the, actually, no, Dark Side of the Moon? Which one is it? I think it's Dark Side of the Moon because yeah. um, The Wall already has its own movie, but maybe that yeah. would work too. I don't know. Yeah, I I've, think never, it is heard, I've never heard of, of this. I think it is Dark Side oh, of the really? Moon. Oh, really? Yeah. I think you start, like you hit play on the dark side of the moon when the lion does its third roar or something like that. And then and, it, and it, it all syncs up. up, you know, and yeah, there's like really? one track and it kind of does pretty well. I mean, there's some things, you know, but like there's one part where Dorothy is getting like swept up into the, the wind of the, the tornado. And just like that, that part, like where the lady is like screaming at the beginning where it transitions into the next track. I, I don't yeah. remember which song it is, but it does kind of line up. It's kind of cool. I wonder who the guy on acid was who, who spotted that one probably the band <laughs> oh i would i part of me is like did they do it on purpose is they it like have. can we make this match up or is this just a thing but yeah i mean for me it was like let's all eat mushrooms and and see yeah. i'm sorry i'm sorry i interrupted what were you gonna say i don't remember <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i do that I'm, i apologize <laughs> that's okay oh i got it okay so what i was thinking was 
because of like that with Pink Floyd, does this album match up to the film? I've never seen it. Like, I'm yeah. curious to do an experiment. If I had um, not been studying all week, I that, that's something I thought of after I listened to it and was like looking at the album art. I was like, I wonder if I if I find this movie and play the album alongside it, will it will it go? Is it? Well, I wonder how long the movie is because this is only thirty three minutes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just so, conceptually, maybe it's just the story story arc or something like that. Yeah, yeah I'd be curious to ask the band. Yeah. Hmm. Come on, Ian, work it. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. So, what would you so, give this? That was what I was just going to ask. Out Sorry. of five or ten. <laughs> ten. Our old scale was five, but let's do ten. Out of ten, I'd give it a seven. Oh. Wow. I, I rated it highly. I don't know if it's because I was so I'm studying accounting and economics right now, which is very boring. And Fresh I had just <laughs> Yeah, I had just like had a lecture in class and been doing all these equations or whatever. And then I put this on and it was like, oh, good. It was almost like refreshingly uh, aggressive. <laughs> right, right. Thank you, Satan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think accountants could do with a little more of this. I could see that. I could totally see that. It gives you something to entertain your brain while you're counting, 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 right? Yeah, actually, maybe the repetitive drumbeat is good. I might actually listen to it again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I have to admit, I, is what gets me into metal. I don't know. Maybe, That'd yeah, because huh? I'm surprised you gave it a seven. That's shocking. What'd you yeah. give it, Ian? Seven. Seven? Yep. I was right yeah. with her. Yeah, I agree. I actually like it, even though it gets boring, if that makes sense. I feel like the idea of a concept album that talks about zombies, the mm. first few tracks I do enjoy. I love the little cuts of the, it seems like movie clips. Yeah, I like that. I liked I like the that. last song. Again, it feels like it just sort of was like yeah. the end of a, as I described, the end of a zombie movie with the zombies winning. I yeah. thought it was pretty cool. I was uh, the first couple songs were, were kind of like painful for me when I first listened to it. I think I texted you, Dan. I'm like, I'm, I'm suffering through this, right? But then the third, <laughs> the third track on, um, they, they do these little changes where the tempo just drops off and it gets real slow, and they'll do some really like kind of kind of catchy riff or something. You know, and the vocals didn't really do much for me, but it kind of fit in a way. I mean, especially the whole zombie project, you know, but uh, as far as singers or vocalists are concerned, he's not really my, my cup of tea, I guess. Yeah, I'm really curious about the words. Yeah, you know, this is I usually like pay attention to that, but this is one I did not. I was I was too focused on the music, I think, because some of the riffing is actually the guitar playing is really good. Yeah. And also not being able to the to understand the words kind of forces you to pay attention more to the music itself. I could see that. Yeah. Although it's all kind of, it all kind of slurs together most of the time. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that word? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it definitely well, struck me as like what I would think of stereotypical metal music. Yeah, oh, really? Sure. Oh, okay. Generic. In the beginning. Right. Just that you know, unintelligible. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agro noise. Yeah. I guess a vocalist doesn't really fit my idea of stereotypical metal, but um yeah, I, I was actually surprised about halfway through I decided this actually is not a bad album. Have you listened to any of their other stuff, Dan? You know, they came out with a 
um, single just recently within the last, I don't know, month or two. I don't know. I, I, it looked, I think it said it was in 2021 right in and here. it's really just an intro. I mean, it just sounds like it's probably the first track off of the next concept album that they're going to do, which is just, I mean, it's literally, literally just an intro. They kind released cool. the intro as a single. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah, it seems like it maybe to build suspense or something. That's funny though. That's yeah. hilarious. What do you Go guys ahead. think about um, zombies and gentlemen? I, I know I like them, but what do you what do you think the average person thinks about when they hear the word zombie? Um, I think they think about the movie flesh eating. Um, you know, once you're bitten, you're turned kind of zombie. Yeah. The what about you, Ian? You mean the movie zombie kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, the George yeah, I, Romero kind of zombie, right? Yeah. The, the first thing I think of every time is Dawn of the Dead. That's the first zombie movie I ever saw, and it's still mm-hmm. my favorite. Yeah. The one in the uh, in the mall, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a creepy freaking movie. Yeah, yeah. I live right by a mall, so for me, it was like, oh, shit. Oh, nice. <laughs> Something about the music and the, the, the whole, like, feel of that movie, too, just... It wasn't just eating, you know, zombies eating people. There was, there was something psychologically disturbing about that movie big time for me. Yeah, I think it, I think it, it's, it was uh, like closest to reality. Maybe? Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or like what you would imagine would happen, kind of just chaos in society. That's the thing, right? The chaotic society implications. It doesn't almost matter whether it's some virus or it's some radiation thing or whatever it is. Or ultimately, really, what it is, it could be power outage across your whole country. I mean, who knows, whatever it is that instigates it. But the the downfall of the norms of society and people deciding that we don't agree to play by those polite rules anymore. Yeah. But, and how it turns into the human need to, like, explore and discover things. And they're stuck in this mall and they, they yeah. start getting stir crazy and wanting to get out of there, right? Yeah. Have you ever re- read or seen The Road? No. The film was with, um, what the hell is his name? Viggo Mortensen. Oh yeah. It's probably from the early mid two thousands. Um, and I guess the, the premise is it's post-apocalyptic and it's this father and son walking on this road, this like desolate road, everything's destroyed and they're heading in a direction and there are cannibals, but they're almost zombie-like. And it kind of, I don't know, it just has a zombie vibe. Like that it's this whole like post-apocalyptic, it, are there zombies or is it just cannibals? Did you like it? The Road? Yeah. I enjoyed the book more than the film. Oh, okay. But you could watch either one. They're relatively similar. I thought the book was more scary, but I tend to find books a little more scary than than films. Yeah, so I much prefer the books over the films, even if the film is a good representation uh, or even if it's just good on its own right. The books are definitely better because of what they can represent. They can portray the internal thought process and kind of convey things that a movie can't necessarily. I, I am legend. Oh, I never oh. saw that. That I am legend compared to the book. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh yeah. My god. <laughs> you said that before, Dan. I think we talked yeah. about that once. We were talking about that. They, how bad they that made all was. these. They made all these unnecessary changes. I mean, yeah. it, it was not. Yeah. 
it was not even the same story really it's just like not the names all. are the same i prefer uh, cliff notes to uh, the book or movie myself oh and the um that way i am legend is is short read it's like maybe 200 pages maybe less oh wow it's like a long article <laughs> but it's one of those reads where like sometimes i i start reading a book and I get bored and I, I have like all these books on my bookshelf with bookmarks in them. But that was one that it's like instantaneously, I was just sucked into it. Um, I, I've only read one book that did that to me. That was in like eighth or ninth grade. Don't cry wolf. It was a short book as well. And I read it and then no, actually there's a new Guinea book. That's another story, but um, don't cry wolf is so good. It was that the guy who goes and lives off with a pack of wolves gets to know him as a fa part of the family and everything. And he's a, oh, I'm gonna check was, that out. Yeah, it's a really short book, but as soon as I was done with it, I opened it back up and reread it right there. I, and that's the only book that really ever did that to me. Otherwise I'm like you, I get kind of bored halfway through sometimes it's like, yeah, <laughs> I'll get something going out something else going here. So <laughs> yeah, there's a guy, uh, Brian Keene. He does a lot of horror kind of stuff and he does some pretty fun zombie ones as well. I, I just like that whole idea of zombies, but that's something that sort of is, is new. I mean, from like the the 60s, right? I mean, the idea of actually a zombie predates that and goes back a few hundred years to like the, the slave Haiti? trade in the Atlantic. Yeah, in Haiti. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think the first time the word was used, it was in England in the early 1800s. The word zombie, I think, was in a book. Some guy just mm -hmm. made that name up for what zombies are. I think and that's what right. It, I think what did right that there. depiction describe them as? Um, you know, I never read the book, so I don't know. I, I never researched that one. I just know that that word came from that book. From what I understand, early zombies were reanimated through voodoo or through some kind of a spiritual ritual. That was it. No, was it like a curse or a drug? That's the question, right? I mean, there is. A book about that which ended up becoming a movie the serpent and the in the rainbow or serpent and the rainbow i forget which one oh yeah but, i forgot um, about that i one. mean voodoo is something that's been around for a few hundred years probably the 1500s or so and it uh it was kind of a amalgamation of the traditional african religions and the catholic influence of the french yeah that and, led and, to a lot of santeria yeah and it's interesting to see that if you start looking at this stuff that eventually as, you know, they had eventually had a rev, not to jump too far ahead, but they had a revolution. They were able to, you know, overthrow the French uh, control and became their own nation that eventually people started, started to branch out from there. And you see that same kind of influence in other religions. Ian, we talked about the Santa, uh, is it Santa Muerte? When we reviewed the Zabalba album. Right. And it's like, you see some of the same recurring themes, you know, they might call it a, in, in a Spanish speaking country, they might call it a bru, bru, brujo or a mm -hmm. brujeria, or, mm -hmm. you know, in voodoo, they might call um, one of the black magic type of guys, uh, um, borku, as a borku. And, um, but they yeah. all sort of have that like mix of that, that Christianity, the Catholic kind of religion, and this like folk, black <laughs> yeah. black magic to them don't they yeah there's interesting influences i mean even uh even catholicism has 
zombie themes. I mean, if you, I, I'm going to get so much hate for this, but, but Jesus uh, rose Lazarus from the dead. Yeah. And so Lazarus is essentially the first zombie and Jesus himself rising from the dead could be considered a zombie. It yep. depends on how you limit the definition. Well, and there's the, the distinction, right? You have, again, like we said, the George Romero type of thing where it's this infection or something. And you have these things that are um, really heavily tied into like the, the social structure of the cultures that those those uh, are a part of. Now you can get into, I mean, like we said, we started talking about the serpent and the rainbow and that was, what was the researcher's name? Something Ward. Uh, shoot, what's his name? I was thinking it was the same guy who did the Mothman. Mothman? Oh. Mothman. Yeah. You, you know what Mothman Wade is. Wade Davis. Wade Davis. No, That's no, the different guy. Yeah. Okay. Now Wade Davis, he was a researcher from Harvard. He's an ethnobotanist. And in the early 80s, he went down to Haiti to look at the idea of what, what was this Haitian zombie all about? Yeah. The general, the general idea is that um, it's the work of black magic. You go to a Bokur. Um, these guys are witch, essentially witches that work with black magic for hire. You can put, put a curse on people. Oh, you can yes. do all these things. And um, what they typically would do is bring these people back up from the dead through a course of rituals and mm -hmm. these um, concoctions, these preparations that they made in a way to bring them, yes, and bring to bring them under their control. And it's interesting because as I was looking at this, I read that there are, that this particular um, belief system holds that there are two parts of the soul or two parts of your yourself, the person. You have the T-Bonange, which is the intellect. It's the memory, the consciousness, the thought process, the free will, those types of things. And then you have yeah. the Gro-Bonange. Gro I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering it, which is like <laughs> just the gross motor functions of the body, the simple breathing, eating, walking around. Yeah. And essentially what this would involve is, is they would essentially take control of the intellect, the tibonage, I guess, is what you would call it, the person's free will. And so they're just left with this functioning body. And so, so it's like saying, once this person has died, their, their motor functions and like their body can be controlled. Yeah, that but there is only in death or is it in life as well? Sort of what I read was that they were that this is something that they would do after the fact, oh, you know, you have uh, this guy that, you know, the, your enemy, you're going to, whatever they do to him. I don't know if they, I don't know how they instigate that point, but this person has died and then you would, they would go and dig him up. And as you said, necromancy, essentially with whatever um, spiritual entities they're working with, they would bring this person back from the dead. Now, I, I think that in reality, they involved drugs and, and mental mm -hmm mental health issues and different things um, <laughs> for that. But then part of it being that it's so ingrained into their society, you know, their yeah. belief system. Yeah. Heather and I talked in one of our episodes about necromancy. And in my research, I discovered there's actually a convention um, that happens in New Orleans every year. I, I don't know, you know, obviously, 
you know, probably things are a little different right now, but, but there's an entire group that meets to discuss necromancy. Our, our plan was that eventually we would go and, and check it out and just see what they're, what they're talking about and, and hear really from experts. Um, it's very secretive. You can't like just get information about it online. Um, but yeah, it's something that, that still people are, are interested in doing now. And the stuff that we had learned was that it was about controlling the body and like using it for their own purposes, whatever that was, whether it's revenge or some kind of personal gain. That would be the book or right? Yeah. But they're, they're enslaving this person, right? Yeah. Do you think that it was, do you think these people are really coming back from the dead? I mean, there was one guy that the the story the serpent and the rainbow sort of centered around about some guy that was by all accounts and purposes from the the doctors he was he was dead they uh brought you know brought him he went into the hospital complaining about feeling ill a couple days later died he was buried they had the doctor you know he was certified dead and then he yeah. showed up years later and was telling people that it was that he was them and he was conveying, you know, information that they would have known using special nicknames and these things. I mean, wow, it's it's kind of interesting. Didn't so, the sister see him years later or something? Yeah, Some it was like sixteen years later or something. It was a long time later. That's and he's, right. I did he's know actually about that. the first official like real zombie. Like he's on paperwork that he was dead. He's dead, and here he is. He's alive. Uh, his name yeah, was she, um, what was it? It's a it's an interesting name here. It was Clervius Narcisse with a K. Uh, C C L A I R V I U S Narcisse N A R C I S S E. Um, he yeah, claimed she, that he was yeah. made into a zombie and worked forced to work as a slave for one of these bokurs, and essentially said he was uh, drugged and yeah. given given essentially hallucinogenics uh, yeah. for years. He worked for years. And it was a result of whatever he was being given. And once the, I guess the, the Bokur died and then after a while he wasn't given this constant infusion of hallucinogenics anymore. And he came to essentially, and that's how he ended up walking back into his hometown and making a reappearance. Interesting, but he wasn't yeah. rotting. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think that's what they're saying necessarily. I saw a really interesting video and this is YouTube, of course, but there was yeah. this guy and it was, you know, purporting to be this African zombie. And it was just this man. He was, um, looked like a very, like a wealthy man. And he was walking around. People were yelling at him. I have no idea what, what they, were be, they were saying. Maybe they were yelling at him. Well, they might have been afraid. Maybe. And he had behind him this tall guy. And the guy just had that, like, like that, um, what you would envision as like a, a shambling zombie kind of guy. And like, not rotting, obviously, but just standing there. And the the this man would, would move and he turned to yell at someone else. And this, the guy that was this zombie looking guy would just follow behind him. And he just was looked very wow. subservient. It was very strange. And you could see, you know, if you had a combination of not only these hallucinogenics or these drugs, but then the ingrained belief that this is what reality is. And you're really, yeah. you know, I have this magic and you have someone, I mean, people, 
succumb to cults, right? I mean, yeah. people succumb to all these thought processes and they have a very good way of separating you, right? So your friend uh, you talked about mm-hmm. went in just to go see and had yeah. trouble getting out and she didn't ha- she wasn't necessarily naturally inclined to go there. So there wasn't really a threat except for a physical one, perhaps. She wasn't right. Right. into the, the mind process, but that social structure is a very powerful thing i think especially if you're you know on a bunch of hallucinogenics as well you know yeah it makes me think of a few a few different things one i'm reading a book series where it's it's about a vampire accountant and it's like, <laughs> accountant. It's like, it's like a, a cheesy book series right but in it they talk about the difference in their world between ghouls and zombies. And they say that mainstream media is actually talking about ghouls, the flesh eating, like aggressive, um, almost like rabid seeming zombie is actually categorically a ghoul. And a zombie, which is like a reanimated corpse in this world is a servant. So in this book series, the zombies when they're raised from the dead have to have a job so they have to either be some kind of a servant to like a mage like a magician or or whatever or they get killed and put back in the ground um but it's interesting because it goes along with that the other thing i think is have you heard of those fungi that get into like a wasp or a bug and yeah. it like controls their mind. It makes me think of that. Sure. Like maybe I mean, that guy was giving, he found a corpse or, or that's what's confusing. I'm like, was this guy dead and buried or? Yeah. Like, I mean, that was sort of what the guy, um, Wade Davis was, was trying to study when he went down there. And he, pursued you know trying to talk to these bokurs these people that were all in the know and it's been a long time since i saw that movie i've never read the book but uh, i did see a series on youtube that was um by vice i think it was Mm -hmm. and it was investigating the haitian zombie and as you said it was very the the whole procedure behind this and the, the the concoctions that they make are heavily guarded secrets and it was really interesting because they were yeah. getting scammed. You know, this one guy was like telling them, you know, for $10,000, $50,000, whatever it was, I'll show them how I make it. And then it was, well, these guys don't have 50000 They'll give you 1000 And then if you can show them successfully, then they'll give you another 1000 And okay. And, you know, they were putting these powders on this guy's arm with the antidote of like a lime, you know? And like, huh. and the vice guy was just kind of like, I don't feel anything. I don't know what's going on, you know? And the the Boku guy was getting all mad and get, you know, who are these guys? And he storms off and we'll, we'll, we'll do it another night and just these shady things. So I don't know the validity of all these guys, but it's, it's definitely an interesting thing. And again, I could think of, you have manipulators, right? You have people that, that run cults and people that run religions, whatever it is, right. That can manipulate it. It's so heavily ingrained into your, your society that you're in. And then you're on whatever kind of, drugs they're giving you. I mean, I could see how someone would end up in that type of situation. Yeah, it also makes me think a little of hypnosis. So I know a few hypnotists. And 
when I was like a senior in high school, you know, like they came to our school for grad night and hypnotized a bunch of people into like sleeping and then thinking <laughs> they were chickens and like silly yeah. stuff like that. But um, a few of my friends who are hypnotists have told me some people are more susceptible than others to hypnosis. So like I talk in my sleep and I have been known to sleepwalk. And she said, yes, you're a prime candidate for hypnosis because there's something in your mind that stays active when you're unconscious. Um, so part of me is like, is it like a certain type of person that they're looking for to be a zombie? Yeah, I get it. I did had the same kind of experience in high school grad night. And there was this one guy I knew, and I, I know it was real. What you're speaking of is real because this guy I knew since like kindergarten, the most reserved bookworm kind of guy never would be the guy that would get up in front of a bunch of people let alone the whole high school class at grad night up on stage yeah. and this guy had him believing he was michael jackson and he was dancing but it wasn't like i mean he was doing the moonwalk complete and you, people that are listening can't hear but like with the glove and the full like, mm, right to the, oh, like wow. the cross. i mean he was like and i know this guy I, I knew him since he was a little kid he was not that guy that would do that for you know there's that class clown guy that he would probably be that guy that would have done it just to get a laugh right but this guy was not that guy and he was <laughs> yeah snapping the moves it was awesome <laughs> super entertaining yeah but yeah i can yeah. see how certain people would be susceptible to that you know yeah it really uh challenges my skepticism <laughs> one of those things like you want to be like i can't be hypnotized i could never be hypnotized but, you know, seeing that kind of stuff where it's like, this guy would never behave like that, or he's maybe like realistically a terrible dancer, all of a sudden can do those yeah. moves. You ever seen that skit on In Living Color where Jim Carrey was uh, hypnotized into being a chicken, like what you were saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> and uh, David Allen Greer is the hypnotist, and all of a sudden he clutches his chest and he kills over dead. Yeah. And there was like one secret word that would snap him out of it. And this guy spends the rest of his life like trying to find that word. But everywhere he goes, he's like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> he's like trying to order like a hamburger and stuff. And he's like pecking at the counter a number of times how many like hamburgers he wants. So I can't understand you. And he's like crying and stuff. Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if that could actually, no, that can't happen. That can't happen. Uh, I don't know. I mean, my, my, was it my uncle? One of my relatives swears that he quit smoking because of hypnosis. Yeah, I've heard that. I don't, maybe it works. I don't know. I've heard that about acupuncture. You have acupuncture to be receptive. Too. You have to be receptive. Oh, yeah, acupuncture. Type well. of thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so if you go into, again, I think like you have a couple mental illness with, you know, the receptiveness to it because of it's built into your culture, right? And then they're feeding you drugs. I think that could be, could explain it. Do you think that the other type of zombie is possible? Like maybe like a 28 days later kind of thing where there's a rabid zombie that's running around and like, a, yes. like a government experiment kind of thing? Like rabies, like rabies yeah. or something, you know, like 28 days later, that kind of thing. Absolutely. But wasn't that engineered by the government though? That, that whole contagion? I don't remember. I don't remember. It's been so long. And that's, that's one of my favorite zombie films, because I think it's one of the more plausible things that could happen. I mean, 
look at how people reacted with COVID. Uh, granted, like there's a lot of like other factors, but I do feel like there was sort of like this weird vibe of aggression. Yeah, everyone, for some reason, it makes you want to wipe your ass like crazy. I don't get that at all. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the toilet paper thing was, that, like, really was, bizarre. Um, really, and you couldn't really get weird. any sort of dish soap anywhere. I yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, like, what the hell? Um, the, yeah, the behaviors that people have in fear can create that same sort of aggressive to each other, like... Um, almost like murderous level me over you kind of survival instinct. Yep. But as far as like 28 days later goes, a virus that makes people aggressive and were they eating? They weren't like eating each other, but they were like, I just remember like, them sorry. bleeding from the eyes. I don't know. I own, I own the two movies, 28 days later and 28 weeks later, whatever they were. I haven't seen them in a while. Yeah. But I think yeah. they're like bleeding from the eyes. They were, yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of just aggressive, like a rabid dog would be. Like the rabid dog isn't necessarily going to eat you. I don't know. Remember they that they were eating. They just kill or yeah. eviscerate. Or... They're yeah. violently attacking each other, right? Yeah. 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 So I, I think that's totally plausible. Um, I listened to this podcast about infectious diseases, which my brother is just like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> I'm like you, Dan, I'm a little concerned about germs. <laughs> and I think we both downplay it, uh, maybe a little bit, but I'm chewing my fingernails right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man, I, I like feel like I need to spray some kind of cleaner <laughs> or like wash my own like scrub under my fingernails. But yeah, you know, um, infectious diseases and stuff are they could be that that is like so possibly real yeah something like that i don't i don't know that like people are going to come from the dead in that way but i mean rabies exists so why couldn't something that affects and makes you aggressive i mean you described those fungus that um it's a snail, I think, right? Isn't that what it is? A snail that gets it? I saw a video with like a wasp. Yeah. Where right. the fungus like went into its like skull or something. It got into it somehow and it it was continuously growing. So this creature was like eating. It was going to eat whatever it was that fed that fungus. And then eventually the fungus overtakes the the wasp or the bug and and you know it dies, it dies. this is lovely it's a lovely yeah story. well there's that uh what is it um she what <laughs> the is girl it with all the toxoplasm gifts? Oh, that's a great that's a great movie actually that's a great one yeah i which like one? that one which one the girl the with girl... all the gifts yeah i never heard of it never heard of it i think it's, it's on, on amazon, amazon prime yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's worth a watch especially sure. today <laughs> yeah right nice. there was a one there's this thing called toxoplasmosis i think it's the one that the rats uh, give to cats and i guess yeah. it makes cats or no it makes the rats attracted to cat urine so when they're infected with this parasite i think it's a bloodborne pathogen it makes them go towards cats well the cats now of course eat it kill these things and eat it now they get infected and they like give it to people and i guess and pregnant women right 
when pregnant, when people are pregnant, they don't really want you to have cats, be around cats because of this. I and, always wondered what that whole thing was all about. I was like, what's yeah. the deal with pregnant people not being near cat litter or cats or... I think that's why apparently that's pretty important to not be around them um yeah yeah like they're afraid they'll love cats more <laughs> no don't, don't i think get it's that. associated with um more risk-taking uh adverse behavior i don't know um, i'm not quite sure look i'm an it guy i'm not a oh okay <laughs> <laughs> it has something to do with brain function i'm sure yeah, yeah um, it's crazy yeah what a trip so um not, I think we're in agreement, not the rising from the dead zombies, but plausible and potential risk of rabies 28 days later kind of thing, huh? I think more, I think, I think more likely that it's like a government engineered thing that escapes the lab somehow. <laughs> An experiment gone awry. Some sort of grand conspiracy turns us into zombies. Yeah. Or it or reverses your, or our evolution. Yeah, right. It gives it gives um Sasquatch rabies. So when the UFO <laughs> drops off the Sasquatch, never mind. Forget it. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I don't can't know. wait I don't, to, I don't, for you I to send think. me things about uh, Bigfoot poop. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. I got to write that down. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and hairs too. They they put up these uh strings or like certain things that could catch hairs, like snag hairs. Where, in certain spots where they thought the Bigfoot was wandering around and they waited and waited and these researchers found some hairs and sent it to the lab and unidentifiable. I was like, wow, that's pretty, pretty good evidence right there. I thought, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of large type of hominid legends around I me mean, of like a David and Goliath thing, right? Where there's this big, big guy, but I've seen some stuff on YouTube and I know this other dude, you know, Matt Ian, try to get get him to come on in the future but he's he describes the situation where he was driving over you know coming from the desert back home you know to the san diego area and he saw this like really huge guy and this like one pile of rocks off the side of the road and he went back and he saw it again another time i don't know there's this whole story but there are a lot of legends of large humanoids i mean who knows there's so much wilderness and nature out there you know it's entirely possible think of how many millions of species they do not know exist right yeah we yeah, don't even know what's in the bottom of the ocean that's right. right that's right when the trieste went down challenger deep and they thought there's nothing there deepest part of the ocean there's shit there all right there's scary yeah. looking stuff down there it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that scares me more than horror movies I think so real, too. right? Yeah, I yeah. Think so too. HBO those documentaries and the ocean. <laughs> yeah, those angler fish, man, they look made up by the devil himself. The scary looking things. Oh yeah, I'm trying to. This is a future Halloween costume for my husband. I need to fashion a, a angler, angler fish, fish head. God, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, greet, greet him right when he walks in the door. Have him keel over from a heart attack. Oh, uh, I have frequently. So yeah, having done a lot of makeup, I'm really into like skeletons and skulls and and zombies and gore and stuff. And our our old apartment, my little like office area was right by the front door. And sometimes I would just like fuck around and and you know, paint my face or, or especially like leading up to Halloween, I start to get like really inspired. And I had this like skull face painted with like, I did like giant fangs and stuff. And he walks in and I was just like, Hey, 
<laughs> we love to scare each other. So uh, that sounds like fun, actually. Yeah, yeah. We're you never know what's never know what's around the corner. You know, actually. <laughs> yeah, you really got to be on your toes in our place. <laughs> that sounds fun, though. There's this uh, YouTube couple I saw years ago. They did that to each other, but they did brutal stuff. Like they just were always setting it up for the person watching. Like, okay, she's about to come home and check out what I'm going to do. This is mean spirited stuff. I mean, this is beyond like saran wrap on the toilet. It's nothing compared. Oh, to that. that sucks. Like setting up a TV and having it like look like a window or something in an office. Did you ever see that one? No. And they're sitting down yeah. for an interview, and it was it was a Brazilian ad for a TV and how lifelike it is. But they made it look like a window, and then they have the backdrop was the city that they're in, but then they have a comet coming in, like coming closer and closer. And you see the people sitting there looking out the window, and their eyes get big, and they start absolutely panicking. I'm like. No way would anyone in the United States get away with this. People no. would be sued left and right. Because this one yeah. woman, she's like, she almost, she's like falling all over herself, running out the door, screaming. I'm like, you just told, you're basically telling all these people they're dead, right? Because it yeah. looked pretty fucking real and cool. You should look at a Brazilian comet ad or something like that. And it's just a little 30 second ad, but it's so well done, man. I died laughing. I don't know comet. why I was talking. I don't know that, why I was talking about that. That reminds me about that yeah, one. There's like a that <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of that one video i think you can watch get also on amazon prime it's like a alien invasion video and so it's like it cuts in with that like that shrill tone and it's like this is a national you know emergency alert system or whatever it starts right. doing that and it starts talking about uh you know at such and such time you know eastern time you know, these unidentified objects, whatever, whatever, you know, they start talking about this whole thing. And I saw some guy do that to his wife. Maybe it was the same, same uh, couple, Ian, but then I did, I pulled it to my family. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it, was oh no. it was in the middle of like, near the beginning of quarantine, I don't know, a few months in. April and we were Fools. watching. Yeah, I know it was after that, but it was pretty funny because my oldest is like, well, dad, you know, dad, dad, are you kidding me? What is it? Is this real? I'm like, oh, oh dude. yeah. <laughs> That's your son. <laughs> well, we were like, all there the side effect of COVID is people eating each other. Yeah, right. Scaring <laughs> the shit out of each other. Oh, he was 11. He could handle it. Anyway. Have yeah. you guys seen Night of the Comet? I was just thinking of that. It's a great movie. I haven't I have... seen it yet, but it's been endlessly suggested to me. I'm yes, right. not, I've not even heard of that movie. Okay, so Ian, I have it. You can borrow it. It's a, uh, it's, the idea is it takes place in the 80s. Think Haley's Comet when that was coming around, one of those types of things. It's a big comet. Everyone can see it. Everyone's right. all excited because it's this rare, rare situation. There's all these parties in the streets and everything. Well, it comes by, the earth flies through the tail of this thing and oh. just turns everyone to dust. Right. But then there's people that were protected because maybe I think one of them was in like a movie projection house and it was insulated by the metal or something right there's a few survivors and then the people that were not not vaporized but were exposed enough that they're starting to rot and become going going crazy and yeah it's a fun one i watched that one didn't you just uh, describe scientology <laughs> <laughs> except instead of zombies it's like tom cruise <laughs> oh right, right. <laughs> hey, did you get your plate yet no i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tom's always thinking of us. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I, I love this topic and I'm also, I'm glad that we got to finally do it, you know, and talk about it. I love 
both types of zombies. You know, I was uh, not raised on zombies, but my father exposed them to me inadvertently as a probably 12 year old kid and he hated it and I loved it. And ever since I've been into it and, you know, I love his proudest moment. <laughs> probably my dad i always give him the, i always tell him that story not always but periodically but he's just like oh. he just can't like, you know my daddy and he's this like this is what you've laced. taken yeah, from yeah. all the things yeah. i've said to you let's <laughs> see this kid that foregoes all the catholic religion listens to heavy metal yeah <laughs> loves yeah. zombies <laughs> yeah there used to be um and uh, god in like 2009 and stuff my room, my uh, neighbor and, and my friend and I went to the Hollywood zombie walk. I don't know if they do this in San Diego. I'm sure at Comic-Con you guys get a ton of zombie stuff, especially with the Walking Dead popularity. Um, but yeah, for a while they were doing the Hollywood zombie walk where they would plan to meet at a train station in Hollywood. So everyone from like all over the place would dress like zombies, get on the train and all converge on Hollywood and just as a zombie horde just wander around oh that's, that's awesome, awesome. Yeah. I, would, I would be a part of that that'd be fun it was really fun and then everyone you know they'll be like okay we're gonna meet over by mel's diner so everyone just disperse around muddle around and at this time we're gonna meet here and so you'd all just like be wandering around hollywood and and that sounds that's awesome yeah it kind of makes for fun for the tourists and stuff yeah it wouldn't really it wouldn't really be very convincing now because all the zombies would have masks on yeah right yeah, right <laughs> i i went to years ago i went to like lowe's <laughs> to go get something i forget what it was and i had my my oldest he was like i think two at the time or something <clears throat> and it was on halloween and i was getting you know out of the car and getting this getting the kid out and stuff and there were these i think three or four people i'll send you the i could send you both the video i still have it and they were like shambling around just in the dressed up as zombies in on Halloween day in the Lowe's shopping center. That's what they were doing. They were shambling around. And so I like, of course, pull out my phone, my flip phone or whatever it was at the time. And I'm recording them. And they like one guy's like, oh, and he obviously started shambling. I thought it was awesome. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> zombies are great. They're fun, especially. I had a lot of fun uh, doing some filmmaking. I worked on one thing where. Uh, I believe it was called zombie cigarette and there so I had to make up like a ton of people like zombies so I just got a bucket of blood and a rag and I was just like covering so it would look like they had just eaten people and and stuff and what I used for there was a scene where they all converge on someone and you see the guy like falling into the crowd and then there's the camera kind of pans over them so you can see that they're eating him and they were like how can we make it so that you know they're eating so i got a bunch of fruit roll-ups and like strawberry syrup and i you know mix it so it would be like nice and dark and so they're just like tearing at (laughs) these fruit roll-ups that's awesome that's awesome (laughs) yeah good for future reference for your zombie halloween costume you can one. make like a neck wound and just pull it off and start eating part of it. Yummy. <laughs> well, guys, my dog is hounding me right now. Um, I think we should wrap this up. Okay. He's completely just going bonkers right now. I think he's got to go to the bathroom. So, well, hey, Marianne, yeah. thanks for joining us yeah. today. It was awesome talking with you. Where uh-huh. can people find you, find hey, your on. podcast? Where can they find you online? All that good stuff. Yeah, great. Um, my podcast is called Death is Everything. You can find us on Instagram at d period i period e period underscore cast 
And we're also on Twitter at Death Every Cast. Cool. Well, hey, it was awesome talking with you. I'm glad we got to do it. Thank you. Yeah, so thank much. you so much. Um, sorry to cut it a little short here. Okay, I'll Bye. see you later on the next Scatterbrain. All right, thanks Bye. for listening, everyone.